Hello and welcome to the Disney Fanboy Cast, presented by PlayStation. Oh, oh, sorry, wrong one. Hi guys, this is episode one of No Low Time. How are you guys? My name is Ovid Velez and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. What's up, No Low Time? Good to be with you here again for episode 41. Just like Ovid said, it's the, the Disney PlayStation sponsored, <laughs> not sponsored podcast we're so glad to have you guys here with us obed what's good man not much man it's it's been busy uh i'm glad that we're gonna have a long weekend this weekend because i am exhausted it's been a it's been a very heavy uh work week so i'm looking forward to getting my time uh sometime for myself and being able to relax chill out have no plans for the weekend whatsoever um, maybe hang out with the family uh, later or later in the weekend. But uh, so far, man, I'm just looking forward to going back into Dragon Ball this weekend. I haven't done it in, uh, uh, man, about three weeks. Uh, went back and did some more Battlefront with the new progression that they released. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Um, I got to say that they really fixed it. It's good. Um, so looking forward to putting some more time on that. And going back into Dragon Ball over the weekend, and maybe some Final Fantasy. I'm still hooked up on that, and that update it's really good. So, looking forward to spending a little bit more time on that. But I know that it was your birthday, and you did something pretty cool over the weekend. So, I want to hear I, about that. I did, man. Um, so, it's no secret. Love Star Wars. We all love Star Wars here, right? We have different opinions about the movies. Yeah, Obed's got his Star Wars shirt on. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, we love our Star Wars. So um, I said, you know, there's a new thing that just came out in our area. I should say just came out. I think it was around December um, that, that came out on the release of Last Jedi. Uh, there's a place called The Void in Central Florida. And this is a place where it's a VR experience, kind of like a maze thing where you have, you know, these VR headsets. But where usually when you're doing VR, you're kind of in a stationary, you know, one room kind of thing, staying you know, one place. This is a VR experience that takes it further immersive where you're actually physically walking through spaces and it's synchronized, matched up with what you're seeing in your, in your, um, with your headset. So a lot of fun. They have a star Wars galactic, uh, story. It's about a half an hour. And so that's what I went and did. And I got to tell you, if you're a star Wars, not like this is a must. I'm being real. Like this is as close as you get to living out your fantasy of actually being in Star Wars. Like you feel like you're in Star Wars. You're wearing, you know, you're a clone trooper, or are you a clone trooper? I'm not gonna spoil the story. Oh. But uh, as you, you, know, you, you're looking at your hands, just like any other VR thing. You, know, you are this character. Everybody around you is these these characters. As you walk through, you know, it looks as if you're standing right in front of these characters. You could basically reach out. And in fact. There was one particular droid that I said, man, this, this droid's right here next to me. Let me reach out and touch it. And there's something actually there that I'm reaching out and touching and feeling. <laughs> like it's, an, it's not like just a projection. Like you're actually feeling this stuff. So it's it's really immersive. Um, there's the When you're wearing this, this uh, strap-on vest on top of the headset, uh, the vest is there because it actually emit, emits heat when you're around hot areas. So you actually, and when you're getting shot, you feel that um, that that heptic feedback, right? So you feel those, those those shocks on your chest as if you're getting shot, you know, around. Um, and it really does come in handy having all these senses to make you really feel as if you're in this thing, and and it, and it all comes to use. 
So I'm not gonna spoil. There's a really, um, you know, from the beginning when I found out what the actual stories and they debrief you on, hey, this is what you're actually gonna be doing, and you have this cool video telling you. I was like, okay, I know I'm gonna see this one particular character. Not gonna say what it is for those of you who might do it, but I really recommend it. I knew it was gonna be this character, and when this character shows up, I thought it was gonna be the end just because of this character showing up. I said, oh, I'm gonna go out this way. It'd be the best way to go out. <laughs> but nice. it, of course, it, end, it ends, you know, like Star any other Star Wars, you know, it ends with you moving onwards and upwards with hope. And uh, they, they really did a great job. So I highly recommend it, man. Um, but I have a fun story for you, Obed. Um, as I'm, as after I'm done doing this experience, I'm talking to somebody, uh, just casual conversation that, uh, you know, I've never just met this person for the first time, whatever, right? And the guy's talking to me, and he's like, hey, so what did you think about The Last Jedi? And I was like, oh, okay. This guy's opening up a can of worms here because, you know, he said it kind of like, um, I don't know how, what the best word to say, but he kind of said it in a way that you could tell he didn't have the best feelings towards it, right? Yeah, kind of like a sarcastic tone, probably. Yeah, very reluctant, yeah. right? And um, so I said, you know, honestly, I think this, I think this movie is a, a good movie. Um, I'm not gonna say it's it's the greatest Star Wars movie or anything like that. It's a, it's a good, very, I think it's a good Star Wars movie. I think it's it's an interesting Star Wars movie. I think a lot of people overreacted to it. Is exactly what I told them. I said because it wasn't what they were expecting, um, and that's just that's just because as Star Wars fans, it's hard to please. But uh, I said I said it's his own. It's fair that if you don't like the don't like it, but as for me, I like it. And and uh, you know I think some people overreacted just because it wasn't what they were expecting. This guy starts going off on all the stuff he hated about it. And I, I Obed, I don't know if you've talked to anybody that that really doesn't like this movie yet. Um, they're they're out there. We know what we see on the internet, right? But you know. And all the encounters that I've had, this is, again, another example I've had. Um, but this person just meeting them now straight out of the blue, not actually knowing them. Uh, it feels as if when they're making these complaints, it feels as if they're almost reading a script. Like, it feels as if there's some – I don't know who or what's going around. Maybe someone's passing notes or something. But it feels as if it's like they have to hit these bullet points or something. Like, this is bad. This is bad. This is not good. This is disastrous. This is whatever. And it just doesn't feel genuine, and it feels like you're a Star Wars fan. Why are you drinking this Kool Aid? Like, do you, are you sure this is actually your opinion? Yeah, it was like when when same example that that we all get, always give is Batman versus Superman, right? Uh, it was very very divisive, and uh, most critics didn't like it, but the audience was very divided. A lot of the people liked it. We, I, I think that we can agree that we we liked it. Um, but there was a lot of people that, that really hated it. But Star Wars was even more divisive because it's an even more passionate fan base. Right. And, and so um, so he's going off and this whole thing. So I, I just kind of, you know, I, I just told you, Obed, this is a movie that I will debate for just because I think that it's fair for you not to like the movie for reasons that are um, just general. Like, for example, I've had some people who said, hey, I, I didn't like that there wasn't a lot of um, – lightsaber action or, or duels or something that's a fair argument to me if you don't like don't like that like that's valid right that's not the your typical bullet point as i'm trying to say that's like a separate valid argument but these guys are going off some other stuff that i feel like if if you're saying these things you're saying these things undo star wars but if you really know star wars it doesn't actually undo 
uh, just might change your perspective on is what I would say. And that with, we've gone to that other episodes, but long story short, uh, the guy then starts to take into another movie that we just talked about recently. And he goes, yeah, you know, you know, like he goes, I, I don't understand how people like this movie. He goes, but you know, uh, I, I, but yet, they, but yet they, but yet they don't like justice league. I thought justice league was a great movie. And I said, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thought to myself, I win. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> I win. Your it's, argument is invalid. By default, yeah. by default, if you say that that movie's a great movie, I, I win. Like, it's over. You know, I, I mean, again, I'm not saying Justice League was is a disaster. I, I, I was on the record when I first saw it. And I came out of view. I said, oh, actually, it was actually better than what I was expecting. I yeah. really thought, expected a really bad train wreck. But that movie is not a great movie. I'm sorry. If you it's put not, that no. in a great, great, great level, you put you you're drinking the wrong Kool Aid, man. Um, so I, I just thought that was a funny story for you, man. Justice League uh, is a great movie, and The Last Jedi is a terrible movie. Oh yeah. By the way, we're we're catching those Last Jedi uh, coins right now, right, Joe? That's that's right, Obed. Sold them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Uh, no, I mean uh, that's a it's a great that's a great story. Um, I I haven't had a a chance to actually have a conversation with anyone else about Justice League, but I went back and started watching spoiler stuff because I I kept myself relatively spoiler free for that movie. Yeah. So I went back and and on on YouTube and started watching like spoiler stuff and like um uh this guys that do a great job with the uh the on the trailers? Tra the honest trailers yeah. So I went and watched that, and it was spot on. It was exactly the same gripes that I had with the movie, um, and it just you know the, the movie feels disjointed and and not a lot of the trailer stuff was cut out and yeah. So the same the same points that I that I talked about last week, right? I'm not gonna go over all of that again. Um, I, and I did watch the I don't know if you're familiar, Jill, with the uh, with the Hishi series, the how how it should have ended. Oh um, yeah, those are and, good. Yeah, they did. They, they did a really good one for the Last Jedi, and to be honest with you, Joe, if the Last Jedi would have ended the way that they portrayed it on on this issue video, th this movie would have been would have been above and beyond what what it was. I think. Wow. The Last Jedi, I, I think the Last Jedi was a good movie. Right, right. But they really they really got creative with how it should have ended, and yo, if if they would have done that seen that on screen what they what they did it's like that would have that would have been pretty freaking sick man i love how it should have ended man so i'll definitely have to check that out their videos are great yeah they're, they're really, really good videos and they're there's what i like like most of their videos are uh you know just making fun of of certain scenes but then like the the actual part where, where how it should have ended they take it seriously and it's actually very creative and i and they they were spot on with that and i think that it actually addressed the, the two gripes that I had with the last Jedi, with which we went in, in, into you know uh, spoiler territory. If you guys want to check that out, it was back in you know mid December. But I I think I think it's a good movie. I can't wait to see it again over the weekend, and 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 have a, a I guess a fresher look at it. Um, Second time around, it's it's better. I tell you that much. A lot of people that that saw it more than once in the theater said that said it's like yeah. By the second time, is you you really understand what they're trying to do. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, man. Awesome. 
Yeah, cool. Uh, Joel, I know that we have some news and we had some breaking news uh, today from Marvel Comics. So if you want to go ahead and start with that, man. Yeah, so Marvel Comics on Wednesday put out a little tease that they're going to make an announcement on Thursday saying it was something that's released in relation to their comics, something new that was going to be coming out. Um, had four insignias on it, but it actually it was something that you could have could have speculated, oh, is it some type of Avengers comic or something? That just took us in a different direction. Um, there was a a uh, special reveal video with uh, one of the uh, comic creators, and he basically, I forget his name now, unfortunately. I know, I know who he is, and you guys can shoot it out to me in the comment section, but uh, he basically was saying that they are officially bringing back Fantastic Four, uh, their comics for a while. You know that they had shut those down. They had also shut down, as we know, the X-Men comics, the Wolverine comics, all, uh, and, and just put the Inhumans kind of more on the forefront. And that was mixed reviews. With this, they're now saying no. You know, they had already earlier on said that the X-Men were coming back, Wolverine was coming back. Now they're officially saying the Fantastic Four are coming back as comic book characters. Uh, and so that's a good sign indicative of, of just them as a business. Obviously, we know what happened from a studio standpoint between Disney and Fox. Uh, I think now this is just now, and we'll go into it with another, another of our stories, but I think this is now some of the uh, domino effect where they're saying it's we don't have to now you know, punish the competition because that we've already gotten these pieces back and we can put these characters with good comics that promote with whatever their plans are in the future. And you got to admit, Obed, you think the Fantastic Four is probably going to do a lot more than what they're doing in the comics. It's probably going to also translate into other areas as well. So good to have Fantastic Four back. I'm hoping to pick up the first issue. I would recommend it to any comic book nerds out there. Whenever they do these reboots or refreshes of bringing a character back, revival of them, it's really a great opportunity to go out and buy a, an original copy. Just say, hey, this I got the first copy of when Fantastic Four came back. Yeah, and I also read somewhere today that Inhumans was ending, right? Yes. So they have the Death of the Inhumans series that's that's been coming on. Um, what that fully means, I mean, I, I can't imagine it being that something that's gone forever. But I just think is that they're they're not going to spend their resources on that comic, and they're going to instead put on the ones that are more A-listers, and that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the interesting thing is that Fantastic Four has been out for man i think like 10 years right you're not it's been, it's been out for a while it's been a while it's been a long time yeah, yeah they've been punishing I, them yeah i think it was like after after the cloud fart galactus movie right um that's that's i remember when they said it was like oh yeah marvel's gonna take a break on fantastic four and uh and then a few years later they said oh they're gonna take a, a break on x-men and then everyone you know, figured it out that it was very obvious that there were some issues with Fox and licensing and they wanted to, I would say, downgrade those properties. That way Fox was able to give them back, I guess. Um, but Fox was able to keep up with X-Men pretty well, if you ask me. Uh, Fantastic Four, not so much. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Joel, oh, one thing that I forgot to mention on, on, uh, on the previous comments, uh, last week I was talking about uh, the DCEU best to worst movies. I totally forgot about Suicide Suicide Squad. Did, I know I brought it up to you after the after the show. <laughs> yeah, you did because that movie's so awful that it's like 
man, that movie's like way below. They could probably do whatever they want to do, and that movie would probably be still down there. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, I'm sorry. It's I'm probably be, better than the last. Gotta be honest, right, Obed? I'm sorry, what? It's probably better than the Last Jedi, right, Obed? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a superhero <laughs> team up, and it's very dark and edgy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, we're... oh man. Sorry, but... guys. Not trying to put the shade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just having fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we do have some news on X-Men, Joe, um, that Fox decided to delay Dark Phoenix and the New Mutants. Dark Phoenix, I believe, is going to be for around three to four months. New Mutants is almost a year delayed. Um, and that movie is going to get pretty much reshot almost entirely. Um, and then uh, I'm assuming that Dark Phoenix is going to have some reshoots as well. So, what do you think about that, man? Uh, I think this is I think this is purely um, a business thing. Um, from what we've heard from Stephen Weitrop, he was kind of the one who broke the scoop on what really happened behind the scenes. that has been going on right now, and the belief is that when it comes to X Men Dark Phoenix, they had screened it maybe a month ago, and when they screened it. They already knew there was some stuff that they wanted to do some different shoots on uh, to add to the movie. But then when people saw this, the executives, it kind of cemented that fate of like, yeah, you need to make sure you get out there and add some more stuff to this. There's some things that needs to be maybe removed and replaced. Um, so that that's kind of cemented. But the thing you have to realize is that a lot of the cast in this movie, James McAvoy, uh, Sophie Turner, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, like they're very popular actors, actresses, they can't just stop doing whatever projects they are and just start shooting this next X-Men. So, you know, you got people doing Game of Thrones and all these other things, right? So they they gonna have they they knew that they would have to be able to or be able to maybe film it's like September, um, October. And if the movie's supposed to come out in November, there's just no way it was gonna get done at that release date, at least in a good fashion and smart on fox to to push it off i know people are speculating oh this means that 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 they're gonna go and put an mcu connection i would say wait i'm not saying that that's not what it is but i'm not gonna be premature and say that is what it is i think regardless they knew what they were gonna do and uh, in this case versus the new mutants you know we hear a lot of times additional photography right and then we hear reshoots there's a vast difference. This movie, X-Men Dark Phoenix, is getting additional photography. New Mutants is basically being re is reshoot. It's, 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 almost 50% of the movie is basically being reshot, which is why it's going to take an extra year. Um, so again, same thing with cast schedules that, that they're saying um, you know, to, to get them into to make the movie. The movie apparently wasn't scary, um, that scary enough or that scary. And remember, it's been, if you've watched any of the trailers, it's been promoted as a horror film. So if it's not really uh, <laughs> scary, then it's like, okay, this is the X-Men movie that's supposed to be scary but not scary. They said that we're going to add in one, maybe two characters is what's being believed. Who they are, we don't know. Um, I, 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 I just, uh, I'm not sure yet if even new mutants is going to come out at this point, in my opinion, just because if by the time that it's supposed to be released, basically the rights will have been fully transferred over should at least expect it to be transferred over to Marvel and Marvel may just let it come out or they might just say, well, bite the bullet, lose, you know, lose the money on the studio, but it's okay because we know we could have a, a billion dollar property with X-Men when it's under Marvel Studios with what we've seen with Black Panther and other heroes. 
So yeah, that's that's my thoughts on it, Obed, and the gist of what's going on there. Yeah, I think there's like very very low hype for New Mutants. I saw I watched that trailer and it was interesting, but it it didn't do it didn't do anything for me. Um, I still have very high hopes for Dark Phoenix, and I was looking forward to it for the, uh, this year. And unfortunately, now I have to wait on the on the three months. So the new release dates are February 14th for Dark Phoenix and February 22. Uh, I'm sorry, August 2nd for um, uh, for New Mutants of 2019. And I think I think that Marvel is is stirring is stirring the pot there. Um, there's there's made they're making some moves. Um, the, the way that some of the Deadpool two uh, uh, additional photography rumors are are coming in um, makes me believe that Marvel's already involved to some extent in this project, um, and they may be able to either squeeze in additional heroes or characters, or it. It could be that they could definitely make some significant changes to it. So, I guess we'll see. We'll find out later. I, was, I, 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 had, I think I had mentioned that I was looking forward to that Dark Phoenix, Phoenix um, trailer to drop during, not Infinity War, but uh, during Ant Man uh, when it runs uh, during the summer. So now we'll have to probably wait until anything else that comes in November. Maybe Aqu is Aquaman still for November? Aquaman's still for November, but I would say, Obed, I would still think that they would put something of a tease out there. Um, probably just going to be a very um, rough tease, kind of like how the first Guardians of the Galaxy trailer was more of a rough tease. The first, I think uh, um, yeah, like, like Venom, which is like very rough. Especially with Comic Con coming around, I would think that that's their real opportunity because if it's going to come out in February, you don't have another Comic Con to promote it. And if you remember, this last Comic Con, Fox was not there at all. Um, so they, they I would, of course, with the merger with them, it might be weird, but still, I would expect some type of promotion, even if there's not a panel, some type of hey, we, we've dropped this trailer because this movie's coming out, a teaser of some kind. But we'll see. Yeah, definitely. And keeping keeping with the Marvel theme, Joe, um, <laughs> something that had caused me pain during the last few months, it's Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. I talked about it on the podcast. I don't know if you've ever got gotten around to playing that story mode. At least do that, because it's, it's, it's dumb fun. <laughs> That's how I would call it. But going back to Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite and some of the issues that had uh, risen because of the state of the game and reception. Not the game not being featured as one of the top games at Evo. There's really no major tournaments. It's not even on the Capcom Pro Tour. So we found out this week, Joe, that that the uh, there's an agreement between Marvel and Capcom that anytime that the game was shown. And, and I believe this only applied to marketing material, but it extended to events as well. That the the Marvel characters were not going to be portrayed as the ones that were getting damaged or getting hit. So that's why if you there's a a, a lot of users on Reddit already started scrubbing out all that marketing material, and and said yeah there's. 
like we scrub the marketing material and, and the commercials and and there's no instance where a marvel character is getting hit by anything any anytime that that a character is getting hit is one of the capcom characters um so this was very interesting and i think this is the reason i think this is the one of the if if not the primary reason one reason one of the reasons why this game is not being pushed as as an esports or event game because um that's a whole other story with esports and fighting games that there was a meltdown on reddit this week by uh one of the uh fgc one of the a very beloved FGC member uh, had a meltdown on Reddit about esports and and how they, you know, sort of poisoned uh, the the fighting game community. Um, but this this again, it goes back to the tragedy the, the tragedy of Marvel's Capcom Infinite. Uh, it's unfortunate that this game it looks like it's just gonna stay like that and it's gonna you know people are just gonna eventually forget about it. Um, but there's it's it's a disaster um i heard that there's rumors that there 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 even streamers like like guys like maximilian who have a, a very strong fgc following and who loves the game who was out there with capcom play you know play testing and 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 giving out input and and being the voice of the community he doesn't do marvel anymore anymore he doesn't even do Street Fighter anymore. He's only been doing Dragon Ball videos since Dragon Ball came out, um, and he's been doing Soul Calibur videos after the after the main announcement of Soul Calibur Six. So, Joe, uh, I don't know. This happened before with with Marvel properties. Um, I think that uh, I think they're just being too strict on their licensing and. When you look at the mess that was Battlefront 2, which was a, an actual real um, problem, uh, you know, the, there was no characters. Their characters were being shot, but, you know, you had this other, you know, microtransaction economy and, and, and loot box, you know, system going on that was atrocious and people uh, were... It was a big problem, you know, it, it prompted politicians to be involved and whatnot. But then when you have something as, as silly as just you can't see get see Captain America get knocked down, that why why would they do this, Joe? You know, I think like you just said, Obed, like this and you said in the beginning, Lace, um, I think this is this is not the only reason there's a lot of issues with this game, but I think this is a prominent one. Just because it makes you understand that Capcom kind of had their hands tied with this game. And they, like, when you can't even market it that way, this just makes me ask the question, what more could have been happening behind the scenes with Marvel saying you can't do this and you can't do that? You know, their characters didn't look good even at first, you know, just from visually. There's a lot of weird stuff going on there. I just, to me, it's like, Whoever you are, you're thinking, okay, if I show that, oh, of course this character can beat up this character, then that makes this character look weak. No, it doesn't. It's a video game. Like, it's not, yeah, exactly. you know, with all due respect, if you do a Marvel character versus another Marvel character, 
you watch Captain America Civil War, and spoiler, the movie's been out for a while. Uh, Captain America whoops Iron Man around and, and Buck, Bucky together, and they, they team up on him. Does that make Iron Man like a punt? No. Like, yeah. Iron Man is like one of the in, in this MCU film wise, he's one of their most powerful characters. So it's like it doesn't doesn't change who the character is. It's just it's just it's a, it's a narrative, or it's, in this situation, it's just a game. Um, I think it's an over overreaction, over carefulness. And I think that I know they've had issues before Marvel when it comes or Disney in general with some of their games. It's not a good look, and I just hope that they learn from this experience because I, I only can only imagine what other things could have been going on behind the scenes aside from just marketing materials, character kicking it beat up. There probably is more to it, and it's not good. Yeah, and they should. I mean, we we like to take jabs at DC because of you know the the absolute mess that the uh, uh, the, the DCU is. But um, when you know credit where credits do, yep. they they have done a fantastic job with marketing and justice too. Um, commercial wise, putting the game out there in the community, the community outreach, they have done a phenomenal job with Injustice Two which Injustice 2 was the top fighting game last year, basically, up until Dragon Ball came out. Dragon Ball came out, and then you know, Dragon Ball took over. Uh, but Injustice 2 is still pretty high up there. And then yeah. they they kept the community engaged. They reached out. Uh, they show, you, know, you can show the Joker beating up Superman, and it doesn't matter because it's a game. Exactly. So it's, you know... That that I think that when it came to both uh, WB Games, uh, NetherRealm, putting their stuff out there for this game, and in DC, of course, um, putting material out for this game, reaching out not only to the community but to other comic book partners. I don't know if you saw that that the Ninja Turtles are now on an Injustice too, and you know you got other guys like Hellboy and. Man, they they really they did a, such a great job with that game. Also exactly. visually, also visually, that game is leaps and bounds over Marvel. Man, that game is looks fantastic. Absolutely, and I, I mean they can definitely take some cues from this. I really don't blame Capcom, like you said. To some extent, I I do believe that their hands were tied. I know that Capcom is capable of producing a lot higher higher quality content. Uh, Street Fighter Five again launched in a in a in an awful awful state right now. Like like, like season three or or arcade edition is really the real launch of Street Fighter Five. Like this is the actual game we were play testing play testing for almost two years before that. So, um, but they should they should learn from uh, from WB Games and you know man. The community likes these games, and, and and they're passionate about it. Why not just give us a quality product and and keep the community the community engaged, and the the rest will come. And it's I don't know. I I really yeah. they're being too overprotective. And then but then when it came to to getting you know microtransactions and 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 buying cards and all that crap for Battlefront, they were okay. To me, that's that's really shocking. Yeah, yeah that, that's why I, I joke with you about it. I say sometimes things make too much sense, right? Yeah, like, exactly. It, why, why? You have to really ask yourself, why not allow these things? Yeah. 
I can't answer. And 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 moving right along with with Marvel, Joe, uh, what happened to Donald Glover and that Deadpool animated show that I was looking forward to? Yeah, apparently this you know a lot of people were looking forward to it. I mean, Donald Glover's fantastic, right? I mean, he's already had a good you would think already a good relationship with Marvel, being at in their animated Spider-Man animated series. They did he did uh, the voice of uh, of uh, Miles, and then. Um, then you homecoming. have homecoming. You have him the live adaptation, right? So you would think his relationship is good, like I'm just saying. But then when you find out that unfortunately there was creative differences, is what's been reported between uh, Donald Glover and Fox. Um, he just, sorry, Donald Glover and Marvel, I should say, directly the two of them. Uh, it, it's that's what stopped them from just saying, you know, we're not even going to continue with this project because we just don't, we just can't figure this out, and we want we we want to go different directions and out of respect to both sides. You know, you have an agenda, I have an agenda. Let's just not try and make manufacture this to be a middle ground and it be not good. Um, there was bad rumors going around saying that Don Glover just doesn't have time for this project, like. People pull stuff out of the air, I swear. I never even heard. I was like, where where are you finding this? He didn't have time for this. Like, if he said he was going to make this, he could make it if he really wanted to. Uh, anyways, he came out purposely uh, and was a rebuttal and released a 14-page script for the show. And people read the script. I didn't read the script, but I know a lot of people read the script. And they said, this was such a fantastic script. Like, it's a shame that this show is canceled. Um, yeah, I mean... I just think that, you know, if there's creative differences, then it's better to separate yourself from this. It's better not to force your way, but just separate. I'm not going to say one's right or wrong. People say, oh, I read the script and Donald Glover was right. I don't know what was going on with Marvel and Fox, so I'm not going to get in the middle of that. Um, if we have more information, that'd be interesting. We all be interested to know, but I don't think that information is ever going to come out, or at least right now in the near future, probably not, and it shouldn't. I mean, whatever was going on, there was the business between them. But yeah, this, this is not coming. Um, and that, that's, that's what it is, man. I mean, yeah, at least we got some, a taste out of it with the script and with the script, here's the other thing, Obed with the script, apparently it actually took jabs at, at Marvel itself. Uh, it took jabs at Taylor Swift. It took jabs at some other random pop culture, um, things. Maybe Marvel was just uncomfortable with some of some of the jokes, and Deadpool's always been over the top. So maybe they were uncomfortable with that for FX, and they didn't want to, you know, seem competitive with some other properties or something. Maybe they wanted the jokes to be more honed in. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that was that was probably probably what happened. There, when it comes to Disney properties and meaning now Marvel properties, on an animated state. I think they're just very careful with the content they put out and very, you know, the contract of DC again, DC has done really well with their animated features and having a more of a mature type of um, feel to it and, and, and get, you know, get, they do get away with some, you know, mature, mature subjects. Uh, but I think that, Disney slash Marvel are are being a little more cautious with the with the animated content they put out there because of you know oh the kids, but you know uh, I can I can I can respect that to a certain extent. 
Um, but at the same time, I really would have loved to seen this uh, this show come out because, like you said, you know, Childish Landino is, is a pretty cool guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for Solo. I, I think he's going to be like the highlight of Solo. Absolutely. Yeah. I, 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 that's the expectation is probably the best part of that movie. Him and maybe um, the other lady from Game of Thrones. We'll see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, you know, uh, we won't be able to get around to see this. Um, but Joe, um, I got a, a, a bit of gaming news here. Um, I've always expressed my love for Final Fantasy 15 since, <laughs> since I think since we started the podcast. Um, it's, it's one of my, like, again, one of my favorite games of all time. Um, so the director of Final Fantasy 15. Uh, Hajime Tabata is uh, starting his own studio within within Square Enix. Um, so it's going to be the studio is going to be called Luminous Productions. And um, just a little tidbit there: uh, Luminous is the name of the engine that they use for Final for Final Fantasy 15. Uh, it was called the Luminous Engine, and they are uh, I guess they're they're giving him creative freedom. Uh, there's a there's like a, a few slogans that I'm going to share with you guys um, that are on on the site for uh, for the new studios uh, for the new studio, and one of the one of the sections is our vision, and you got imagine, scheme, obsess, create, iterate, start over, repeat, repeat, begin again. That in a nutshell, Joel, that is Final Fantasy 15. Because Final Fantasy 15 got redone twice before it came out. Um, that game was the Final Fantasy Versus 13 concept that came out. There was a tech demo or a demo that was that was shown. There was another demo that was completely different shown, and then there was Final Fantasy 15, which that sequence that they showed during the unveiling on that E3, uh, I believe it was C3 2014, that whole sequence is not in the game. Uh, there's a sequence, like the events happen, but the sequence as is presented on that trailer is not in the game. So in a nutshell, this is basically Final Fantasy 15 right here. Uh, and then on another section on the same Our Vision, uh, they have Imagination Has No Limits, Boundaries, boundaries can be pushed. An obsessive drive to turn ideas into reality. Um, so the based on on this, Joel, my speculation is that this is a studio created within Square Enix to create new properties. Uh, this is not going to be a Final Fantasy studio. Final Fantasy studio. Final Fantasy has its own uh, separate team that handles um, Final Fantasy projects. This is going to be for a brand new. IPs um, at, at Square Enix, basically Square Enix Japan to be more specific. Um, so I'm pretty excited to see what comes out of this. And um, I'm definitely looking forward to to whatever the next Haji uh, Metabata's uh, next project is. He he really stepped in. Um, Tetsuya Nomura of Kingdom Hearts fame was originally the director of Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 15. And uh, then rumors came in that he stepped down 
uh, my it's he, he probably never really did direct anything in that project. He just came up with concepts. Um, and and Hajime Tabata um, finished the project. Uh, Joe also fun fact Hajime Tabata he he was the one that finished Final Fantasy twelve that launched originally for the PS two after after the original director had a, a mental breakdown and had to be like instituted or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the guy, but like like he <laughs> he was so involved with this project that he literally went crazy and Hajime Tawata stepped in and finished the project. And that's why there's missing content on 12. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah. I love I'm this sorry. news, man. Like this about this this guy stepping in and having this new studio because like it just means that we get more um, of that loving Final Fantasy style, um, you know, that there's a certain, like, kind of flavor that you get from those games, and that means if there's this new you know, studio is going to take maybe some of that that flavor with them, that means we're going to have more of those kinds of games, you know, the, the AAA style games that they said they're going to go for, but some other fun stuff. So I'm I'm all for this, man. I look forward to see what their announcements are for what they – when they start putting stuff out and start developing things. Yeah. And Square Square Enix has money. Like Square Enix, like Final Fantasy 15 did really well. Um, but besides that, Square Enix is making a killing on mobile games in Japan. So, and even here, like they're really pushing uh, their mobile games. Like on YouTube, I would go in and I would get a Square Enix game ad like one out of three ads is for either that Dissidia spinoff they have for mobile um, or or the other Final Fantasy game that's very, very popular. So, yeah, they, they have the resources to create a, a new, like, innovation studio, basically, uh, and come up with some new fresh ideas, which um, goes hand-to-hand with the renaissance of Japanese gaming that, that we're, we're actually, you know, witnessing and then that we've seen in the last two, three years. So uh, I'm really, really excited for this, man. Good stuff. Yeah. And uh, last bit of news that I have, man, is that Street Fighter is getting a TV series. I will watch. You would ask. So, um, so this is, this was reported that the I don't know Joe if you ever watched the Street Fighter Assassin's Fist. Uh, I did. Miniseries that came out. That I was re- yeah. that was really good. That was um, really good. Yeah, I really really liked it. It was really well choreographed. The acting could have been a little bit better, but it did follow the game storyline pretty good. I really enjoyed it. Um, so is the uh, the same guys that or that are behind. Uh, uh, that the were behind the Assassin's Fist project, and uh, they are are teaming up with a company called Entertainment One to create a TV series. Um, they are still in the selling pro- uh, a part of it. Uh, that based on what I heard today. Um, so basically, they're looking at you know either a, a network or a, a service or a streaming service. To get the rights to this TV series, and uh, apparently they have they have a pretty decent budget. Like this is gonna be like a legit, fully fledged TV show uh, based on based on Street Fighter Two. So this is gonna be 
based around the World Warrior arc. And, of course, after that, you have plenty of material to go from. Um, so I am really cautiously optimistic because Street Fighter is one of my favorite things ever. And and um I, I trust these guys with the project, like the 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 team that were that were behind the this Assassin's Fist project. Uh, th those guys were really good and they they really know uh what they're doing. Um it just comes to actors, right? They need to find the right actors and the, all these characters have such a unique look. Uh, aside from Ryu and Ken, um, you know, you got Guile with that crazy hair and, and Sangeef with his muscles, and Sagat is like this super tall Asian guy, which is like non existent. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I don't want to say it's non existent, but <laughs> you know what I mean, right? I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Um, so I, don't, I don't want, I don't want to sound like a, like I'm being racist because <laughs> I'm not. I am like no, no, no one. You're just, you're just, no yeah, one talking racism. Yeah, you see, you gotta watch. You gotta watch. You gotta watch what these what we're actually talking about, and then you'll know. If you don't know what we're talking about, then you can take it out of context. My, what I was gonna say to you a bit was that. Um, so I mean, I saw you know the information as well, but studio uh, where it's gonna actually air, like on what um, what places are gonna be, you know being able to watch from i didn't see that that news is it going to be waiting to be picked up by somebody or yeah, that's 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 basically it so uh, as of today they're they're in the selling process so they're pitching it to uh tv studios and um in i believe netflix and hulu so gotcha. we'll see. interesting oh yeah. it'd be nice for a netflix and that, then you might get some real that netflix is putting recently some real good money behind their their production so yeah and 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 netflix is looking it's actually like they're bringing exclusive anime, like they did with Devilman Crybaby, and they did with other things uh, recently. So they're really uh, pulling a lot of exclusive content based on based around anime and and video games too. Like there's you know several video game documentaries and um, you know several video game themed um, movies and, and and all that and Netflix. So I think Netflix would be the perfect home for this project. Um, and Netflix is a company that I'm. Um, uh, it's confident enough where they can throw money around and not feel too bad about it um amazon would be another great choice so we'll see i'm excited if they if they manage to get the story right um which i think this guys can it, it's going to be a good project because um uh, assassin's face i really enjoyed nice yeah nice sounds good man um, but that's that's all I got, man. Unless you got anything else, um, I can I can check for breaking news while you, uh, uh, if you have anything else, man. Yeah, um, the last bit of you know, stuff I wanted to cover really quick is that I know Captain Marvel had an official production announcement. Really cool to see you know, the picture of her. She's been researching out you know on other uh, Air Force bases, and she's in the full Air Force uh, you know uniform. You know, the actress, I should say. Because she's researching for the character, but they officially announced that they've begun production. Even though Obed, we've talked about this a few episodes ago, that we publicly seen they were filming with her in the streets with her in costume, and yet it was just this week they announced the production. We know they've been filming before even the announcement of this production, uh, but was that an Avengers thing or was that a, a Captain Marvel thing? Mm. Well, only time will tell us. We'll see. Um, but I thought I thought that was interesting. But the most interesting about the announcement, the reason I bring it up, is because of who's been announced to be in 
this movie. Uh, there's a return of Ronan Lee Pace as Ronan the Accuser, uh, and also Korath the Pursuer from Guardians of the Galaxy. So remember, this is going to be based in the 90s. So they're going backwards in time. So it's, it's, these characters are obviously alive at that time. So that that makes sense for them to bring them back. And especially knowing that the premise of this movie is the Skrull Kree War. Um, so having a major um, Kree character like Ronin, you know, leading a battle against the Skrulls is going to be really cool. Um, so it definitely makes sense to have his character there for that. And then I think the one that's a real big kicker here is that uh, Agent Coulson, Agent Phil Coulson, Clark Gregg is coming back to reprise his role as Agent Coulson. We've not seen him in any of the movies since his death in the Avengers. So obviously, again, going back in the time makes sense for its character to be there. I would love to see uh, Agent May from uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to also show up on there too, since they worked very closely together in the past, it's been said. Um, but that's pretty cool because, you know, we haven't seen Coulson in a while and it'd be cool to see some more of his character on the big screen interacting with the likes of Nick Fury, Samuel Jackson, who's also going to be in this movie has already been confirmed. Yep. Another piece of interesting um, discussion that I want to mention it from now in case something maybe drops in the future is that uh, Shazam, we know it's been filming for a bit, but Henry Cavill, the actor plays Superman his uh, manager teased the picture of Henry Cavill in a Superman suit on, on some type of set filming something uh, and says that we're working on something really great to the lines of working on something and you guys can't, I can't wait for you guys to see it. Don't know what it is. Could be a Superman commercial for what we know. Could mean nothing at all, right? Could be, you know. Could be a Shazam cameo. That's what the rumors are, is a Shazam cameo. Okay. I, that I, would be that would be awesome. I, I'd be down for that, you know. Uh, so we'll we'll just have to see. But I thought I'd throw the little nugget out there because we'll see what happens this time. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think Shazam can carry a movie by himself. Like to be honest with you, just because he's a, I mean he's a known character to DC fans, but again, it's he's not super known to a lot of the casual audience. So bringing Superman in. Um, would definitely help out with the movie. Also, Joel, where's Man of Steel 2, man? I want to see that. Yeah, I, I was actually hoping that the director of Mad Max, George Miller, I was actually hoping that he would, and there was rumors that maybe he would actually step in to do a Man of Steel 2. That'd be perfect to have him with Brainiac, maybe even bring Supergirl into the mix. I think uh, Man of Steel 2, if you have those kind of strong characters around to give a strong Oscar award-winning director... Um, the ability to, to tell that story. I think you could have a really good Superman movie. I think there's a lot of great material for a darker, but also um, you know, hope-filled character in Superman that Zack Snyder set up. So I, I look forward to seeing more Superman. And, and, and if he's in Shazam, I think if you're marketing that movie, you have a shot. I know not that you, you don't want to spoil stuff, but still, I think for this case, it would help the marketing. You have a shot of Superman fighting Shazam. I think that right there, like if you have the two of them just going to blows, then absolutely um, you will have people say, okay, I need to see this movie. What, what's going on here? Who is this guy? Yeah. Uh, speaking of George Miller, Joel, um, did you get to see last week where they released the pictures of his Justice League concept that he had for 2000 for he pitched to, uh, to Warner, uh, I think uh, 2008, 2009. Um, so did you get to see that? 
I did the the lineup picture. I, you know, some of them look a little bit, a little bit goofy in my opinion. But it's a concept, just, yeah. But yeah, it was so. very, very traditional. Like he was gonna go very traditional Justice League, like not like where this is stuff is more New Fifty Two. Like he was gonna go back to to some OG uh, Justice League, and I, I would have been interested interested to see that movie, especially from someone like him. Yeah, some uh, some of the some of the some of it look really cool. I think Joel, if you ask me. They they WB should go. Hey, here you go. This is you, and that's it. You know, <laughs> do a Kevin uh, Kevin Feige with him. It's like this is it that you handle this, and we're not gonna get involved. That's what WB should do, and have George Miller carry on uh, the uh, DCEU into hopefully greener pastures. Yeah, we will see, right? I mean, you hand it off to one person, Jeff Johns, and now this other indivi another individual is supposed to be the godfathers of this thing, right? But I think you got to have a film uh, film mindset, right? Someone who understands how to make good cinema, leading the charge. George Miller should get his chance at making one of these movies. I prefer for a Superman movie over even a Justice League movie, in my opinion, because I think he can tell a really strong... I don't think... I, not, okay, I think he'd do a great Justice League, but I think he'd do a really strong singular, maybe then give him Justice League kind of thing, build build up this character, or rebuild Superman, if you'd rather. But I'm also not opposed to Patty Jenkins taking the whole thing over either. Oh, Just yeah. to tell after one movie, I think that first movie is really, really, really good, but still, um, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Um, still staying hopeful for that, man. No, we're we're not cashing our, our our checks only for Marvel guys. See, we got <laughs> nice things to say. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, we do. I think I'm gonna wrap it up here a little bit. So I want to tell you guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to us here on No Low Time. If you are listening to us via podcast, uh, you, we are available on SoundCloud, Google Play, and iTunes. You can subscribe to us. If you are a subscriber on iTunes, please go ahead and drop us a review. That would help us out. Uh, additionally, if you are watching us, the video version here, we're available on YouTube, uh, no low time YouTube channel. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you can also subscribe to our channel here and you can like our videos. You can drop us comments. Um, all that stuff is, is welcomed and appreciated. Uh, we also are on social media, so you can give us a follow, connect with us. We want to connect with you at no load time. That's at no low time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. And I also want to let you guys know you can always shoot in any questions, comments, feedback to us, communicate directly with Obed and myself via email to nolowtime at gmail.com. We thank you guys. You're awesome. And we can't wait for the next episode. Yeah. We'll see you guys in the next episode. You guys have a good one. See ya.